Welcome back to the Couch Commentators podcast, the fastest growing podcast in the nation, and some may say the world. Today I have Dan on my left, James on my right, and Lucas here for back-to-back weeks. Uh, Let's unheard go, of. miracle. Let's go. <laughs> unheard of in the uh, podcasting game. But uh, boys, how you been? Dan, mate, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Had a bit of a quiet weekend, just chilling out at home. Nice, Sleeping mate. and gaming as always. Yeah, I've uh, I've seen you uh, pop up on my TikTok a little bit on the old gaming sphere. So, uh, but don't know what are you talking about. Yeah, yeah, he's going good. He's going good. Been, been streaming a bit again as well. So, nice, yeah. nice, mate. Uh, 400 followers on my Twitch. Hey, nice. <laughs> shout us out on your Twitch. What are you doing, <laughs> mate? <laughs> Come on. All right. Uh, now, James, how have you been, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, had a pretty good weekend. Um, yeah. That's yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lucas, mate, how about you? Mate, I'm always good. Yeah. I- I'm always good. Had a had a pretty good weekend as well, mate. Um, been away for work the last two days. Uh, got back late yesterday, Arvo. Right back into the swing of things, mate. But um, yeah, always good. Beautiful, mate. Uh, we us three went to a escape room. You guys didn't mention that, but uh, Matt invite. Oh, dude, I forgot. <laughs> Thanks but for the invite, guys. I am the uh, the genius of the group. Uh, you know. Sat back and just pointed stuff out to these guys because they were pretty, pretty useless. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the last time we did an escape room, you did that as well. You just, you just fucking sat there and did things. Mm, he's yeah. not a problem solver. He's a, uh, <laughs> a, he's de- a problem. delegator. <laughs> he is the problem. At one stage, I was doing push-ups in the, the, the first room. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I, I like to brute force my way through stuff. Like, my wrist could just slip out of the lock. <laughs> Try to tell me that I couldn't have kicked down that door at the first one. Oh, like, seriously. <laughs> if you had me there, I could have ran through the doors. I, I was you could thinking... have simply eaten the door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we could have done like the the Toy Stories where it's like, use your head, Dan. I don't want to use my head. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, we had a good weekend. Couple of beers, couple of uh, couple of wins. Uh, not for me, Dan or James, but uh, for the punters <laughs> and for Lucas back to back, mate. How good? Yeah. Oh. I mean, what what more can I say, boys? Um, I I gave. I gave the two-year-old Storm Boy a massive pump up last weekend. Said it was the M word, which was immoral. Um, and geez, man, I oh, will wait till the horse racing segment later. But uh, geez, I'm not wrong, am I? Not wrong too often. Not wrong this year. <laughs> That's the most important part here. Just quit, quit where you're ahead, Lucas. How long can the streak continue? That's oh, it's, the it's question. Going. It's going. <laughs> Look forward to that uh, later in the in the podcast. But uh, also, Lucas going for three in a row will be nice. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Do you have any uh, any tips for this week? Or yeah, you... look, I, I haven't had a look at the fields yet. Um, yeah, I haven't had a look at the fields yet. I, I, I will get back to you all shortly on all that. Right, beautiful. Now we get into the cricket. And uh, the the new test has only just started today as we speak. And uh, James, mate, uh, any cricket news? Yeah, so I'll start off. I won't go to the test match straight away. We'll go to uh, the Big Bash. Um, don't know if you've realised. Um, it's been going on in the background of um, the podcast of this segment. It goes on in the background of the Australian cricket summer. And it goes on in the background on my TV when I go to bed. Um Bits happened. We're down to the pointy end of it. Uh, finals have started, or are about to start. On the 19th. On the 19th, yeah, so a couple of days away. Um, but did you guys see Dave Warner have to catch a chopper in from his brother's wedding? I did. <laughs> to the Sydney Bash <laughs> yeah. last week. Yeah, that was, that was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great, great gear, great theatre. Try to... He's, he, 
would would you would you be surprised if David Warner doing something like the like that to get some attention? Did it land in the middle of the field? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Originally, <laughs> it was meant to land on a different field, but I think uh, the Big Bash and everyone else would have said, "Nah, do that." Money. It's mo- I want you to land on. Yeah, the field. And, nah, it just looks so much more entertaining and yeah. stuff. And especially the papers. last few weeks he had as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. But then um, last night to to really finish off the season. We had the Scorchers and the Sixers play, so that was Tuesday night for people listening. Uh, did you guys happen to catch any of that? I honestly forgot it was on. What, mate? While, yeah, look, while the tennis is on, mate, I'm, I'm all tennis. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Uh, a last ball thriller. Moses Enriquez gets the job done for the Sixers, pushing them into second place, having a big... We, we rarely beat the Scorchers. Everyone rarely beats the Scorchers. Yeah. I mean, they are first at the moment. No, no, no. Uh, they're third. Oh, really? Yeah, the Heat are... So the Heat are first. Oh, okay, fuck. The Sixers, with that win last night, pushes them to second, so both of them will play each other. The loser, yeah. the loser gets a second chance. Um, then the Scorchers in third and then i think it's the adelaide strikers in fourth with the inform short uh which one both of them yeah both. <laughs> do they open the yeah batting? They both open the batting together it's great for the commentators so um yeah so it might be time to finally tune into the big bash and pay attention to it <laughs> not if you're a funder fan <laughs> yeah do be like that good to be a Sixers fan so leading into the test match last week Big news dropped the day after we recorded, so we didn't really get to talk about it. Um, it was announced that Cameron Green comes back into the test team, batting number four, and Smith moves into the opening position. Um, what's everyone's thoughts on that? Um, I'll get a before and after today. Uh, Dan? <laughs> oh, so you want me to say before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to go well, obviously. like he's, he's a good batsman and everything. You know, after today, <laughs> not so well. Brandon? Uh, before, I think his style of batting, yeah, it kind of suits it, how he just he plays a long game in test cricket. Like, he might score 40 runs off like 100 balls. <laughs> so, like, that that's good to wear down the new ball, wear down the opening bowlers. So, I think, in theory, great. Practicality today did not work, but there's still more batting opportunities, so who knows? Lucas, I I'm not gonna lie to you. I think I understood that question a bit different than those boys. But um, give me your interpretation. Okay, my interpretation. Look, I think there's if there's any Australian batter that you're gonna throw in, uh, and and move their batting position, I think Steve Smith's probably the one to do it. And I feel like, um, you know how good he has been as a batsman over the last you know x amount of years. Oh, I'm not sure what ten to twelve years. Um, yeah. You know, he's built up as, as as a prodigy. He's he's basically lived up to that hype as well. I think if, if any player you're going to want to move, he would be the one to cope with it easily. Yeah, I, look, I, I agree with most of you. Today, I actually thought he looked calm. I, he talk, came out and talked about how um, coming in at four, especially if the openers get a good um, lay, a good platform, and minus his scoring runs as well, he gets real anxious having to wait. Yep. So, and I think he actually looked calm today. And look, an opener's going to get out. Like, every now and then they'll get out cheap. Like, um, Kawaja should have got out for free today. It was another bad drop. They didn't get the crazy yeah, catch I for the win. They didn't get the crazy catch. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> but, um, so I think this is going to be good for him. Like, his numbers have been dropping as he's got older. 
something else also happened uh, at around the time that the numbers started dropping, and that was he got a concussion in England and a Manus Labuschagne came onto the scene and pushed Smith back to four. So I think him going up the order could be really beneficial, and who knows, hopefully he bats for, like, plays for another three years after this. Mm. Be good. All right, so now we get into... Um, look, I thought this was going to be the cash-in summer, but this could be the cash-in series at least. Two matches against the, against the West Indies. So, Brandon, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about that South African team that, um, yeah, like everyone was debuting. They had like seven debutants, like their captain was one of them and stuff like that. This uh, West Indies team may have eight debutants. <laughs> Do they actually have eight? Yeah, mate, it's something ridiculous. Well, like either that. that or it's like six for South Africa, seven for this. No, they've got one more. No, they've got some good players. They're two opening batsmen, um, including their captain, Braithwaite. Uh, Roach has played a huge amount of games for him bowling for the last 10 years. But, um, yeah, it is a very fresh team. And today we saw that with the bat. They have a lot of cheap wickets. Um, but... Look, hopefully we get some entertaining cricket. Hopefully we see some big numbers. Everyone likes to see that. <laughs> um, guys, so it's a bit odd. It would have been better doing this yesterday because there's been some wickets and some runs uh, scored today. But uh, I reckon we go through our predictions for the series again, like we did for the last series against Pakistan. So, Lucas, top run scorer, top wicket taker. Uh, okay, so I'll go top wicket taker. I'm going to go Hazelwood. Ooh. Yep. Yep. Going to get oh, nice. Funny that. Funny yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just I mean, you wouldn't believe it. He's tied with someone at the moment. Yeah, so. he is. So I'm going to go Hazelwood for um, a top wicket taker. <sighs> top run scorer. Now, look, I, I mean, I, I, I haven't seen the score since we started batting. So I'm going to throw out the, I'm going to say Travis Head. Yeah. But I mean, he'll have to get into bat, but to uh, <laughs> to actually bat. So look, I'll stick with it. I'll go Travis Head and a three nil sweep, obviously. Two nil. Two nil sweep, obviously. Dan, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the man that's uh, tied with Josh Hazelwood at the moment. Ooh. Good old Paddy C. Oh, captain, my captain. He looked very good at the start of the day. And I'm gonna go with. You know what? I'm gonna throw M Green's name in the. Ooh. In the ring for top run Ooh. scorer. Gets up the order. Big if true. Averages 60-odd at number four for Western Australia. Yep. Brandon? Uh, it's a 2 nil sweep for you as well, yeah? Yeah, 2 nil yeah, sweep. Sorry, yeah. Um, I will go uh, my favourite West Indies player, S. Joseph. <laughs> yeah. He's got two wickets. I <laughs> uh, don't know what his first name is, but uh, <laughs> he, I'm he sure he's... He's going well. Sorry. Yeah, he had a decent, um, a decent bat today as well. Yeah, yeah. came in debutant, scored thirty or something. Well. Yeah. yeah, good. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm locking him in for a top wicket taker. So I'm pretty sure he's the guy. Um, he was a security guard or something. Um, when they were touring last year, he, yeah. he started no playing, sta started playing sad. cricket at the age of sixteen. <laughs> he's ripped to the shit house. If you have a look at him, yeah. <laughs> he does look. Is that him now? Yeah, that is. He does look pretty. He looks pretty jacked. Yeah. So, S. Joseph, top wicket taker, because in a shit team, you need you probably get bigger numbers because yeah. no one else is doing good. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's what yeah, I'm. That's smart. Well, yeah, that's yeah, like Jamal it almost pipped Paddy. That's it. That's it. So I'll go him, and then I'll go for the leading runs. I'll go Kawaja. 
Yeah, is, I'm guessing he's still in then. Yeah, he's still in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to inform me on my decision and, as uh, well. We win two 0 obviously. All right. So to me, I'm gonna. Oh, I I hate playing it safe, but um. You know what? Screw it. Let's go Starkey. Nobody's picked him. We'll, we'll make it a bit more interesting, have different bowlers. We'll go Starkey. Uh, Kouage is taken. Head's taken. Do I go Do I go risky and go smudger after he's just had a bad innings? <laughs> 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 uh, what, what did he get out for? 12. <laughs> it was oh, a yeah, good yeah. look at 12. That's <laughs> all right. Um, I wouldn't go minus. He got out for less than him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be going Mitch Marsh, the Bison, bison. for my run scorer. Yeah, and uh, Australia to win 3 0 in the two match series. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Uh, yeah. Everyone make a poo poo joke of me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's that's the cricket wrap for now. Um, Can I just say something? So I heard today in the commentary that there's a lot of animals in the Australian test team. Yeah. You had the bull. Like obviously Dave Warner's gone now. You've got the bison. Yep. You've got oh fuck the albatross. Who's that? I, Cam I Green. It's, it's Cam Green. Cam Green. Yeah. And then there was another one that they mentioned. The smudge. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Travis Head's called the bid lid. <laughs> the bid lid. The goat. Yeah, but that was, yeah the goat. Ah, Gary. Yeah. So they were just like rattling off. Yeah. And then like they said, um, Jackson Bird's been in the team before, so they had the bird. <laughs> the bird. Like. It's just a funny thing that I thought mm, I'd Very nice, repeat. very nice. It's like, Mardis is a lovely shade. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that is. That might be an animal somewhere. <laughs> like, I've, got, I've got a question for you, cricket-related. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I pulled it up at work saying one of the, the one of the blokes I work with, a massive cricket head, right? Like, worships it, all, all, all that sort of thing. He, so they brought up the test wicket, um, like, you know, the top 10 test wicket takers for, in Australian history. Yep. Now, Gary's obviously, what, three? Is he third? Yeah, behind... Or is he... Yeah, yeah, behind Pigeon. Yeah, he's closing in on Pigeon, and uh, Warney's obviously and top. And Warney's on top, yeah. He reckons that, that with a bit of luck, he could catch Warn. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Uh, I I think I even brought that up a, a while ago on oh, here. Oh, really? Yeah, I may have. When he first hit no, 500. Yeah, because... I, mean, I don't think you were here, Lucas. Oh, okay. I think he would only have to average like four wickets Forfer. a test and play for so many years. I think it was like two and a half years for far. Yeah. Yeah, so... But I think this year's a pretty quiet year for yeah, test nine, matches, Yeah, nine test matches this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. But we are coming off a pretty big test uh, yeah. year. Yeah. Because there's no ashes this year. No, nah, but then like we come back next year for India and Australia. Yeah, that'll be big. Yeah, there you go. There you go, lads. Uh, I zoned out completely because I was looking at the next thing that we're uh, talking about is UFC. And it's time for me to zone out. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got UFC. Uh, there was a fight night. The card. I don't really care about most of it. The the main fight though was. Uh, Am I saying this? Mago Medov Ankalaev. I don't well know if, if I got that right, but I, I think I did. <laughs> Say more Australian go. Okay. Ankalaev. <laughs> Mago Medov <laughs> Ankalaev. For some reason, you can say Johnny Walker really well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they had the, the main fight and uh, re- lasted two rounds. Ankalaev winning by knockout, uh, TKO. Uh, first shot dropped him, stunned him, put him on the cage. Second shot broke his nose on the ground, which was bloody devastating for Johnny Walker. But uh, Ankle Ive, it looks like a beast, to be honest. And uh, I 
definite threat to the the competition, the light heavyweight, I believe. Though. Light heavyweight, correct. Yeah. Uh, Lucas, do you see the the punches, mate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we we played we played golf at uh, down at Leonay yeah. on Sunday, and um, we just got back into the um, clubhouse to catch the start of this fight. Yep. Um, mate, what 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 shocks me is Uncle I have. Oh, he's a massive dude, but Johnny Walker himself said, you know, he could possibly go up to heavyweight. But, um, mate, if put into perspective, if you had Francis Ngannou, well, who's not a who's another massive power puncher at heavyweight right now? Um, uh, Taito Vasa, bam, bam. Okay, yeah, let's go, Taito Vasa. Could you imagine if they landed those shots on Walker? Yeah, he, he wouldn't. He would have wouldn't be walking. He wouldn't be. He'd be buckled. But, Johnny um, buckling. Johnny buckling. Yeah, but no, Ankle Iev, mate. He's He's really good. He's not obviously a, a massive name. Um, he's in Dana White's, you know, bad books as well. Just for like, for his last few fights, he's had a no contest, a draw, and and some other things. And it, what he says in the media, whatnot, in broken Russian or broken <laughs> English, sorry. But um, yeah, look, Walker. He always seems to to put a win streak together. Gets to the top four or five. He, you know, he can't break through. Yeah, he he really can't break through. You but might have um, to do with some like. He was doing Capoeira halfway through the fucking the yeah. first round. Mate, that, that's just who he is. <laughs> well, I think I saw that as a like highlight, low light yeah. pop up on Reddit. <laughs> Maybe yeah. if he took the fights a little bit more serious when he's uh, <laughs> he's fighting to try and get title shots. Yeah, Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, no, uh, good fights, and uh, as I said, the uh, rest of the card really didn't care for at all. Well, just quickly, Jim Miller, Jim, Jim Miller, Jim Miller Jimmy. extended his um. Uh, most UFC wins on that ah. card as well in the co-main event. Got another dub there. Um, he has since gone on to um, social media clamoring for a fight at UFC 300, Ooh. which I think, if you guys just hang tight with me right now, I'm pretty sure, uh, Jim Miller, Jim Miller. Sorry, boys. I think he was given a, a fight, or am I wrong? He does. He is fighting Bobby Green Ooh, at UFC that, 300. <laughs> that should be good. That's going to be awesome. Like April, isn't it? Yeah. And did you see what other fight yeah, got announced today as well? The BMF no. belt has been uh, oh. put on the line. Yeah. You know who's fighting, James? No, who's fighting? Max Holloway and Justin Gaethje. That's yeah. going to be an absolute banger. The is death it? of Max Holloway. Yeah, the, honestly, the death of Max is that Holloway. Lightweight? No. Light, yeah, lightweight, dude. Yeah. yeah. Max is going to have to go up in two months, yeah. two and a half months, whenever it is. And uh, go take Justin Gaethje, who's been taking souls, yeah, other than Khabib. <laughs> <laughs> no, head, head kicks Dustin Poirier, uh, it, kills Tony Ferguson. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen? There's been like memes. I don't know if any truth to it all that Brock Lesnar is going to come back for you. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude, I did, I did. If Mark Hunt gets wind of that, mate, he's been oh. still screaming since UFC 200. <laughs> Hasn't he been trying to sue them for, for letting him fight? Fuck yeah. 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 He lost that, though. I think it was yeah. settled late last year and he yeah. lost. Anyways, uh, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to that, but also looking forward to this weekend. We have UFC 297. Oof. The card, look, there's a couple of all right We'll fights, have to get together and watch this. But, uh, the main fight obviously being the championship fight. It is Sean Strickland versus Dreykus Duplessis. Surely we watch Fighting this. for the uh, the middleweight title. And, look, the, the beef these two have had over, like, oh, yeah. the past and even, like, fighting at other UFC events. Um <laughs> 
I'm, I'm sure the, the press conference is going to be great, even if they let them in the same room. <laughs> well, I don't know if that'll happen. They might but... put them in glass boxes or cages or something. <laughs> in octagons? <laughs> in muzzles and, like, hand ties. Uh, You're allowed to sign. You're loving that. <laughs> looking forward to this fight, gentlemen. How do you see it going and uh, who are you going to pick? I'll go with Dan first, mate. Mate, you went with the person that has the most UFC knowledge yeah, in this Yeah, just room. pick a name out of the two. Who uh, I reckon uh, probably Dracus will win. Dracus, yeah. yeah. And uh, any way or just decision? How many rounds is it? Five rounds. Title fight. Okay. Uh, I, kn- <laughs> I knew I had a guess it was five rounds. Yeah, but that's yeah, good. That's I good. just wanted to confirm. Okay, yeah. I'll say knockout in the third round. Okay, cool. James, who you picking, mate? Oh, I think this is one of the most evenly split title fights that you'll come across like you got two fighters that I think aren't fighter uh, aren't champion quality. Yeah. In that in that sort of just below it, I'm going to go Strickland round four TKO. Officer, I'm actually going similar to Dan. I think Drakus will staunch him within the first two rounds and 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 get it get the knockout win. I just think similar to like Alex Pereira did to Strickland, where he staunched him and got the win. Uh, Dreykus doesn't take the back foot like too often where Izzy was doing that the whole championship fight, like trying to play off his back foot, trying to counter strike where if Dreykus just storms in and, uh, catches him, um, good night. <laughs> That's how I see it. But all right, Lucas. So how do you see this going? It sounds pretty simple, but I think it's just going to be, you know, classic MMA math. If Dreykus can get Sean to the ground, I think it could be in a bit of strife. But if he can't and he gets tired attempting to do that, um, I think Sean might just uh, you know, walk him down, one-twos, body kicks, just just slow him down and sort of overwhelm yeah. him towards the end of the fight. I don't think there'll be a finish. I think it'll be Sean by decision. Before you go any further, there's one fight you're missing on that card that we really need to talk about. Raquel Magny? <laughs> uh, Raquel Pennington versus... <laughs> no, there's nothing to talk about on that card, yeah, guys. That's, that's, that's properly about it. Is Volkan... Arnold Allen's pretty good, eh? But yeah, uh, Mosva, Arnold Allen and Mosva uh, Evloev. That's yeah. going to be a really good fight. Is Volkan 298? Yes. Yeah, so that's next month. Yes. Looking forward to that. Mm. All right. Now, this is a recurring fact in the new year. Uh, we don't really talk about tennis all of last year, but this year, back-to-back weeks, we have a tennis talk look we're yeah. australian when the australian <laughs> open comes around we talk about tennis and we forget about it for the rest yeah. of the year <laughs> it's uh, only entertaining when it's in australia that's a known fact now as per i'm not the uh, biggest tennis fan and there is one man on the couch that is we'll uh, head over to lucas mac ah <laughs> uh, yeah look boys what can i say um when christmas is over when christmas finishes for me I wake up on Boxing Day and I get excited because I know Australian Open time is only a few weeks away. And for those two weeks that the Australian Open is on, the only thing on my TV is tennis. Yes, I get abused by my missus for having it on all the time. I can't watch the females play because, you know, when they grunt, she gets really annoyed. But look, it is what it is. But guys, yeah, look, once again, Australian Open time is here. Um, First round... Finished uh, yesterday. They're into the second round today for the for the one side of the bracket. So just to go through a couple of the first uh, the first round results, some of the big ones that stand out. So you've got Novak Djokovic uh, who won in four sets against this young uh, young eighteen year old fella uh, Prismich. 
So Novak won the first, had the second taken off him, but then, you know, won the last two handily, 6-3, 6-4. Now, this young guy, Prismich, was actually half the age of Novak. So Novak's 36, Prismich was 18. I also heard he got a bit into Novak's head. Look, the, the, at some stage he did, yes. And then also the fans were riling up Novak yeah. as well to the point where he had to tell them to shut the, <laughs> shut the something up. Um, but the thing is, people need to realize if you go at Novak, if you're a crowd and you're rolling him up, it's the worst thing you can do. He loves it. Because he, he's he, going to go for a toilet break he, and carb everyone well, down. <laughs> he, he thrives. He thrives on hate for yeah. fans. He really does. So, honestly, I think you've got more a chance of beating him if you cheer him on. Yeah. <laughs> no word of a lie. But, look, Novak looks in prime position to win another Australian Open. Um, uh, Taylor Fritz, the, the young American, won in five cents against Diaz Acosta on day one as well. Uh, who else do we have you? We got um, Rublev winning in five sets on, on the first day. Um, he's w- ranked world number five. So he was taking a five sets in the first round, which is uh, quite impressive from the young Brazilian Seaboth Wild who who played him there. Uh, we got Yannick Sinner, the Italian, who people are saying this could be his year and this could be his Australian Open as well. He's finished the um, the hard court season in America and, and uh, Europe towards the end of last year very well, and he started quite strongly as well, winning in straight sets. Um, that's that's day one. Then you've obviously had day two yesterday. Uh, Felix Auger, Aliasim, the French-Canadian uh, player, beat former world number three Dominic Team in five sets. Unfortunately, Rinji, uh, Rinky Hijikata, the Australian, uh, he lost in uh, he lost in five, which is very upsetting. But it's always mm. good to see. I don't know if you blokes watch the tennis at all. Yeah, oh, you guys. <laughs> think, yeah. I, I'm I'm more interested in the Australian. Tell me yeah. how Tanasi did. I know he won. <laughs> yeah. How'd the cock go? <laughs> well, look, as you said, the cock won. The cock won. Um, Put on the cock. <laughs> demon all also won. The demon. The demon. He he won. Uh, good on him. Uh, he won. Against Milos Raonic, former world number three, uh, who That's unfortunately huge. got injured again. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh no, he he's been injured for a long time. It was his yeah. first tournament back, and oofed. Yeah, what had a do? very good, very good uh, first set against Demon Or. Took the first set off him. Uh, got injured somewhere at the end of the second set. Played a few games in the third and had to leave. That could be his retirement there. He's yeah, poor bugger. Um, yeah, and look, there was a young girl. I should should have. Picked up her name. 16 won today. Yeah, Mariva. Yeah. Oh, Maneva. Maneva. Mira Aneva, I think her name is. Young Russian girl. Yeah. I watched, when I was watching the Brisbane International a few weeks back, she, she's a weapon. She's like six foot two. She, she's just such a good player. And she, yeah, you know, she could be the next, you know, Anna Kornikova, Maria Sharapova. Yeah. Young, um, you know, European tennis player who just takes the world by storm. So that that that's uh, quite exciting for her, as you said, being 16 years yeah. old. I'm pretty sure she she beat a high ranking player. Yeah, that's uh, look. I I sort of half read the article. You know, but how you sort of skim through it, and they're like biggest upset by far yeah. of the tournament. Oh, oh yeah, Ons Jabur, who's um for a Turkish player who's won a few mm. Grand Slams as well. So wow. yeah, massive six love six two. So yeah, it wasn't there, close. I saw that that was she a, dominated. Was a beat, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. But um, boys, look if there's if there's any any sort of tennis. That I want you blokes to watch this year in the Australian Open. There's a young fella called Carlos Alcaraz. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
broke through at the end of 2022. He's now ranked number two in the world. He's he swapped first and second with Novak a few times over the last year. Um, he's a freak. He's he's an absolute freak. Think of, I'd say th- sort of think of Nadal, young Spanish player, but maybe not as explosive, but he's so quick, like quick yeah. around the court and whatnot. He played last night, and um, oh, it's just it's honestly awesome to watch him play. So if there's anyone to tell you to watch. It's it's definitely Carlos Alcaraz, and Young you'll be able Carlos. to watch him when he gets towards the quarters, the semis, because you know he he's definitely up there as a massive chance to win. He's like a, a what Lucas could have been without all the injuries, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Without the shoulders and the knees, and, whatnot. and without being Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so look, while uh, while you guys were falling asleep over there, um, that's yeah. me done for the Oz Open for this week, and I'll come back with some more interesting stuff. Beautiful. Uh, I mean. Great stuff, honestly. And uh, me and Dad were just uh, nodding mm. along there. Yeah. <laughs> Watching but, cricket? Yeah, well, uh, no, it's over, unfortunately. Ah, ah, but, spewing, uh, spewing. Definitely some uh, good players, and hopefully Australians do our country proud. But, uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about Djokovic. And uh, did you lads see him and Steve Smith hit some balls, some uh, tennis shots? And then there was uh, some cricket shots. And uh, tell, let me tell you, Steve Smith can uh, hit a tennis ball. <laughs> well, I mean, he can hit a cricket ball, so you'd, <laughs> you'd think he'd be able to fucking hit a tennis but, ball. Uh, so Djokovic had the task of serving to Steve Smith at, we'll say about 90% speed, not 100% because it's pretty rough. Not, war- <laughs> not warmed up, not <laughs> yeah. in a proper game. You don't want yeah. to pull a muscle, but he hit it pretty quick. <laughs> and Smith returned serve, and the, the, the face, the shock of Djokovic was, <laughs> was just uh, like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, wait, you can do that? That's, that's impossible. <laughs> yeah. Like, that would be like Pat Cummins bowling a ball to him, and he just slogs him for six. Yeah. <laughs> or at least four. Yeah, yeah. Or plays like a beautiful cover drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you, you put the uh, the roles reversed, which shows which is the superior sport. Don't want to say that to you, Lucas. Cricket over <laughs> tennis. Well, but, his young bloke was bowling. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they were bowling to Djokovic. Could not hit a fucking ball. <laughs> Mind you, some of the balls were like, oh, no, the yeah. here it is. <laughs> he had to uh, get the tennis racket out and hit it back. But, uh, it was fun to see and, uh, you know, good... It was a bit, good sport. bit of banter on there yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. Good to see him in a, a good light because a lot of people will hate the bloke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so each uh, their own. But uh, that's the tennis talk done for the podcast. Uh, we'll see you at the finals <laughs> next week. <laughs> Which is basically the finals. Yes. yes. <laughs> now, James, ad read time. Uh, you got another one for us, mate? Yeah, I uh, got another one. Uh, put this, uh, put this one up. Um, I think Dan's going to read this. I hope he hasn't pre-read it. I've like read the first two words. <laughs> all right, all right that's, that's, you're allowed to do that. Yeah. All right, so Dan. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're getting, we're getting sponsored by another podcast than this one. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, I'll restart because I... Okay, please. This week's podcast is brought to you by Loopy Files Podcast. The guys on the Loopy Files podcast dive into all the crazy conspiracy theories with a goal of either making sense or going loopy trying. This week, they head over to Western Australia to check out the Western Australia cricket team, cricket conspiracy, and how it makes sense that Bancroft wasn't picked is meant to... What? Oh, sorry, there should have been a comma there. Oh, my bad. Fuck it, That's all right. He, he fucked up a few words in there too, so... Uh... <laughs> 
and how it makes sense that Bancroft wasn't picked is meant to confirm. I still All right, I'll read it. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, that it doesn't make it. sense. It, it generally does. It does. No, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to say, Dan, that part there, and how it makes sense that Bancroft wasn't picked is meant to confirm it. Okay. Put, put the comma in there in your mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm dyslexic. <laughs> Even right. if the two players picked ahead of him are also from WA. So tune in this week and see if they can make any sense out of this weird state's family. <laughs> That was fucking shocking. <laughs> yeah, look, that wasn't my best. I missed Mr. Cobber. Yeah, look, uh, the, the reader... Fucking valve over there, don't <laughs> he needs some more practice, so I reckon go back to him <laughs> next go week. Back to yeah, next week. <laughs> I'm actually sick next week. <laughs> uh, no, good stuff again, James. Um, you made us laugh. Made us laugh yeah. getting to listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> Struggle. Hada. <laughs> <laughs> I should have got the teleprompter going. Imagine how hard it would have been from there. <laughs> Rolling into it. Mm, that would have been but, uh, no, it's hard stuff. writing because it almost should be a comma after everything to like, sort of have a pause because you, if you're reading it in your head, it's different to when you say it. Yeah. 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 You make it a new sentence every, every time. But uh, now we go into the listener questions. We've had another abundance of listener questions. And uh, look, we're just we're big time now, boys. We're big time. And uh, we'll head over to Lucas for the listener question. So, I'm going to have to start with this one. So, boys, <laughs> from uh, one of our great listeners, uh, Mrs. JL, she's wondering, is 2024 the year of the shark? No. Pretty sure it isn't. Uh... Brandon? Ah, uh, Well, look, for me, we've only boosted our team and we've just gotten stronger. You know, our halves first year of preseason training together. Yes, it's the year of the shark. I don't know if it's actually like if you go off Chinese New Year, but it uh, <laughs> definitely is the year we're, of the shark. Also, by what... definition, haven't you only got weaker for this this season? No, nah, we dropped the dead weight, mate. No Moylan, no Wade Graham, brother. <laughs> no, no Connor Tracy. <laughs> yeah, true. No Made Connor it Tracy. so much easier. <laughs> so, so when do you get AFB? AFB next year. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so, so you this, year, this year definitely can't be. So <laughs> so a- AFB has to come into a team that's already won a grand final. That's crazy. <laughs> so the the only, I mean, the only thing you got stronger with is your fucking schedule because you guys, as always, first you know the bottom eight more times than you versus the top four. Cut this clip for when Nico Hines is Dally M and we win the Premiership. <laughs> cut it. Post it everywhere. <laughs> or, or cut it for when it doesn't happen and this is even better. And then we're just sitting here pissing ourselves laughing. Yeah. Cut it for when Nico wins the Dally M because he just bullied bottom eight teams all year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nico against top eight, I sleep. Nico against bottom eight, real shit. The red, the red eyes. <laughs> Nico actually turns up for games against top eight teams. Come yeah. on, we beat one <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Thank you for the uh, for this question, Julie. Um, next up, guys. Here, this is a fucking <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I really want to go first here, but I will go last. Ooh. Boys, if you were in a fight and you could pick one of your friends to help you, who would it be? But you cannot pick the same person as someone else here. Can I go first? With no. Oh, damn it. James. Take a big Josh. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that big head, big hands, and big mullet. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. 
Uh, well, I think he's taken everyone's. <laughs> Maybe. How about you, Dan? What do you got? I'm going follow because I remember that night he tried to choke out everyone here at the house. <laughs> you, mean, you mean when no one was swinging back and we yeah. were just letting him do it? Nah, he's going to choke out everyone for me. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Nah, I don't um, need help in a fight. Brandon, what about you, mate? Um, look. If I could pick myself, I would, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I don't need anyone. I'm a lone wolf. Dangerous fist in southwest Sydney, brother. <laughs> but uh, no, I'll pick Brad because I think... Oh. Uh, Brad Stanley. <laughs> Brad Stanley. He's, he's got his deadly Brian. He's got the tattoos. He's, uh, he's scary. So, you know. <laughs> Lucas's answers have been taken left, right, and center here. Stolen. Honestly, um, yeah, look. I, th- I think just for shit we've been through and just because I know how much of a good bloggy is, I'd take Oaksy. Yeah. I'd, I'd, take, I'd take Oaksy. So I, I was expecting Brandon to uh, meme it and go, oh, my great mate, Alexander. Yeah. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> off, just plug the photo in the video. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't video. think of that. I should have. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I'd, I'd take, uh, take Oaksy. Just, just as I said, you know, we've... Uh, you know, we've been through a whole lot together. He's a good bloke and um been through thick and fit and absolutely you, you get bashed together. Yeah, we yeah. get bashed together, you know. <laughs> We're lovers. <laughs> so uh look, thank you for that one, Kyle. That's another classic from you, mate. I'm loving him. Uh this one, oh, this is a beauty. It's gonna depend on the vibe, I think. Guys, when you are at a party or a social gathering, what song is the first that you would add to the Spotify queue? Um Dan. Fuck, you put me on the spot here. Too bad. <laughs> you can do it, mate. Fuck it, Mr. Brightside. <laughs> You're going to start with it. Yeah, fuck Big it. Man. Okay, get everyone start out there. The night good. Got to get everyone on the dance floor, mate. That's one exactly. way to do it. So you get white girls and white blokes on there. Brandon, how about you, sir? Well, I know you'll be going some sort of country uh, <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> I'll be uh, going Woy by Digger D. Classic. Purely because of our friends group, it'll be funny. I don't think if you go to a, a massive social gathering, it's going to be that good, but you know. <laughs> fair, fair enough. How about you, James? Uh, let's get it started by the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, that makes, it <laughs> that makes a ton of sense. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah, look, for me, guys, I'd go uh, Beer Never Broke My Heart by Luke Combs. Oh, yeah, boy. <laughs> beer yeah. Never Broke My Heart. It's true. It's true. That's uh, my pick. Uh, why don't you break its heart and start drinking CC? Could I uh, get the answer of what it would have been before this year? <laughs> no, last uh, year when you okay. listen to the country. Yeah. Um, oh, look, mate, Jesus. I'd probably play some sort of W&W. Ooh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lift off from W and W, Skydance, something like that, something uh, EDM or yeah. Tiesto. Ooh, a bit of Tiesto. Yeah. Um. Oh God, pair of dice by Tiesto. I changed my answer. Pair of dice by Tiesto. Why? And look, I'll, I'll give a more serious um, uh, taste by H. Taste. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> these boys go to parties with themselves. These two here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now look, fair play, everybody. Now, um, thank you for that one, Maddie C. Next question. This is a first question here from Tyson, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Bloody oh, thank you, Tyson, mate. He's uh, he's asking me the hard one here. <laughs> Does Brooksy finally play finals footy this year? Uh, Brandon, what do you think? 
Oh, look, I hope so. For uh, the Brooksies fans that, like, have stuck true with him for those strong 11 to 12 years or whatever he's been at uh, West Tigers for, hope he gets his first finals, uh, taste of finals. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Depends if, if DC is injured or not. If it has to go all on Brooksie, it might be tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, the big man at the back has a big... True, yeah. Turbo. Yeah, that... what about you? What are you thinking, James? Yeah, that? So, I want... Ideal, right? If they do make it, I want them to limp into eighth and then just get pumped. <laughs> it just be the fodder. And he goes, hey, I made finals. Yeah, yeah that record goes to someone else uh, or even eventually. Hates a wish injury, so maybe just a bit of a calf strain or something. Hit, he doesn't play. <laughs> Good God. And, and they lose week one of the yeah, finals. Bye-bye. Yeah. Jeez, okay. How about you, Dan? What do you think? Look, if, as Brandon said, like, if Cherry Evans can stay fit and then James said if Turbo can stay fit, I think Manly will play in finals and then obviously Brooksy will be there. Yeah. But other than that, probably not. But, yeah, I hope, I hope for his sake he will. Yeah, I'm I'm of the same milk, mate. I hope he I hope he does get there. And and you know, as we've all said, if Tommy Turbo is fit for a whole year, there's there's no way they don't finish in the top eight. Yeah. Um, you know, Brooks playing with Cherry Evans, you know, a, a dominant half, I think is going to make him shine. I'm actually really excited to see how he goes. Um, you know, week one, two, three of this year, and and see how well he plays. So, yeah. So we all said yes, basically. If you know, pending. Injuries. Yes. Now, does West Tigers play finals footy? No. (laughs) (laughs) Do Sharks become flat track bullies again this year? Do we make the finals? They've been flat track bullies for the last three years and they've been straight setted every time. Do we make the finals? Yes. Straight setted. (laughs) Are they going to win the Imagine coming top four and being straight setted. It's to its own. We lost by like one point two two years ago. Imagine, okay, (laughs) hypothetical, right? Sharks make the finals, but you know hell freezes over, and the bottom, the the rest of the bottom eight teams are in the finals too. The Sharks would win that. Yeah. The Sharks would win that. Could you believe it? Can we uh, make a new rule? <laughs> when Sharks get eliminated, they play another final series against the bottom eight. <laughs> they have to go through every team just to get the championship. I like it. All right. Um, thank you once again, Tyson. Um, this is a weird one. Yes, now, it is. I, I like it. Trust me, I like it. <laughs> Boys, would you rather every time you see a movie, at the biggest, most important scene of the movie, you let out a scream, or every time you're eating out at a restaurant, at the start of each meal, you have to give a speech out loud? So that's that's entrees, that's meals, and that's desserts. That's three <laughs> speeches, or the most important part of a movie where you know something great's about to happen. Thanos is about to click, right? <laughs> oh. Sorry, audio listeners. Yeah. Hopefully that cut out on the mic. Please, I'll turn it down if it didn't. Oh, turn it off. <laughs> yeah, you know, Thanos clicks, dead. Jack, you know, Jack in the fucking Titanic laying in the water trying to climb onto a fucking bit of wood, uh, onto a door. As, he, as he's getting pushed off. Yeah, as he's getting pushed off, start screaming. <laughs> Boys. What would you rather, James? I want your one first, mate. Oh, look. I'll just get up and give the speech. (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's not going to affect me as much. It'll piss off everyone around me. If every time I get up and go, 
Look, I want to thank everyone. I want to thank the chefs. I want to thank the chefs for this delicious meal that they've put out. I'm, I'm sure it will taste delicious, like um, my entree just was. So the maid looks, it looks great. So I just want to thank the chefs, and I want to thank everyone for being here. And then you just dig in again. <laughs> and then dessert comes out. Hold on, but before you go any further. Every time before you have to have a speech, you have to tap your glass. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's your answer. Yeah. Oh, mate. <laughs> How about you, Brandon? This is a this is a real tough question, honestly. But um, I I do like the the fact of doing a speech. But I think you could definitely pass with having Tourette's um, if you're doing it if you're in the movie. No, mate, not if you wait forty five minutes to a movie. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say. I'm pretty sure most people with Tourette's don't get, like have to go to movies. Oh, I just figured out the, I figured out the trick to this. <laughs> All right, go on. You do the movies, but you just go to the movies at like um shit times during the day. Hey. What have you got a fucking full time job, mate? <laughs> well, then you don't. You're not getting to the movies. <laughs> what, what about if it's at home as well? You just at home. Yeah. <laughs> at home, you piss off your missus. You piss off your family. He, he, he's a better one. You've just met this bird on Tinder, right? <laughs> she's an absolute smoke show. And you've gone, she's gone, hey, great, great date idea. Let's go to the drive-ins, right? <laughs> you rock up to the drive-ins. You're sitting in the car. You're getting nice and close. And then the most important part of the movie comes on and you let out this banshee-like scream. Uh, I thought you were going somewhere totally different. So you bring home the date from Tinder <laughs> and you throw on a movie in the background <laughs> and you go on away. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the most important scene comes on, and you just have to yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Jeez. All right. So, um. I so, yeah, movies during the middle of the day on a Monday. Okay. okay. So, but, so, for everyone here, I'm just going to go ahead and assume if we can't get to the movies during the week, we're going to do a speech at a yeah, restaurant. I'm, Is I'm, that right? I'm giving the speech. Uh, I'll just go fuck myself and not answer the question then. Dan? <laughs> well, we've seen how I read the ad reads. So, um, I'm definitely going with the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fucking read. I, I can't read. <laughs> I can't read. I'm legally blind. Let's see. Imagine with the speech, like, because obviously you couldn't have it all written down, but you just had to have palm cards ready so it looks like you're reading your palm cards. <laughs> Yeah. I take back what I said about that question. That was fucking good. hilarious. Good, good laugh. That was, that was a that's a bloody great question. So uh, thank you to whoever sent that one through. Um, good stuff. Uh, yeah, geez, Brandon, I'll head back to you for the talk, mate. The NRL talk. Oh, Beautiful. Now, look, uh, love to listen to questions. Get more in uh, on Instagram. DM us, whatever you want. Comment it down below in the uh, comment section, and uh, we will reply to all. But now the NRL talk, as Lucas has already said, is. We got a couple things this week. It's uh, getting closer, so more more stuff is coming up. And we had the Tigers do a bit of a player swap, and uh, they got Justin Olam to their team, and they let go of Sean Bloor to the Melbourne Storm. And I'll head to Lucas to see his opinion because I think honestly it's a good deal for both teams. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not too fast. Um, we've got some pretty decent back rowers. Um. Bloor was obviously struggling to find time in there. Um, he has had a few injuries. You know, Olam, same thing. He's had a he's had a couple of injuries recently. So, 
look, I'm I'm whelmed. I hope Olam um, will will be will will do well for us, and um, you know, I hope Sean Bloor does well for the for the Storm as well. But ultimately, I'm I'm whelmed. Whelmed, you're whelmed, James. Very whelmed. Uh, your opinions on it? Yeah, I'm pretty much of the same. Of like, it's a good deal for both teams. Like, Melbourne need to keep boosting boosting their forwards. They've getting now a good stock of young forwards that hopefully two or three of them become good. Um, and the Tigers needed some experience in the outside backs. So I look, I think in 12 months time, you, there, there might be a like, Oh, Melbourne got the better deal or Tigers got the better deal. But um, right now it looks pretty even. Yeah. I'm Dan, you, any evening that? I all? think if Olam can stay fit, it'll be good for the Tigers. And obviously if Sean Ball can stay fit as well yeah. good for Storm, but yeah, it's a good swap. Yeah, I the the one thing, um, obviously now that Tupo has gone, Junior Tupo has signed for the Dolphins for next year. Yeah. Um, I think they really sped it up because why? Wh- I don't think we should be playing. I don't think we will play. Why would we want to develop someone else that's going to another team? Yeah. Ultimately, oh, if I was Roosters, the coach, Roosters I'd be league. going. Shoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about you, Brandon? Oh, I'm happy to see Olam back in first grade consistently. I just can't wait to see him drop some people. Like <laughs> his tackles are. Imagine him versus special. Storm. Oh, he's yeah. gonna <laughs> have to line up against him. It'll be great. But uh, yeah, I do think it's a great deal for both teams. As we said, injuries obviously anything can happen. But you guys needed the experience, and he is a international level center. And he will definitely bring some experience to your younger backs. It's only two years ago we won Dallium Center of the Year. It's like, yeah. it, it feels like it was so long ago, but yeah. like Did he win back-to-back? I uh, may have. I know he would have been around there the year before, but yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. I'm not sure if he did yet, but yeah. Speaking of centers, um, we go to the Gold Coast Titans now. And uh, the Battle of the Fullbacks has somewhat been announced. Obviously, team lists, who knows? They could change it all, but uh, they've picked... Brimson in centre. They've gone with young Campbell at fullback. And then you also have the likes of uh, Keanu Kinney, who is just in the uh, in the pipeline waiting for his spot as well. But he's also a gun coming up. And you've seen him play a couple times last year. But um, what do you guys think about Brimo moving to the centres? I know he was a chance at 5'8 as well, but uh, I don't know how he'll go out there. Queensland international fullback. I think it's the best that they could do to try and fit everyone in because like, if you have Brimo in at um, 5'8", then Tanner Boyd's just playing like um, 14 and then when Foran retires in like a year or so, you could go, oh, crap, now we need a new halfback. So, um, look, I think, I think they've done it the best they can. I just feel bad for Brimo because he's in one of his worst positions it's going to be hard for him to defend, and um, a small body, yeah, a very small body. Yeah. Like imagine, as you said, Olam against him, yeah, <laughs> dead. Um, <laughs> fucking their bully Talakai, <laughs> yeah, Moses Suli, yeah, yeah. Moses Suli, just off the top of our heads. Some and like the, he, his contact and stuff could be good, but these bigger bodies just offload. And then, absolutely with Ravalara as well, yeah. How Ravalara hits people, mm. Jack Bird's now in the centres. <laughs> well, we don't know. We don't I reckon know. he'll be second row. Who's Maybe. Jack Bird at now? Dragons. 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 Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, I reckon time. we could get into the next bit because this could have ramifications <laughs> on where Jack Bird is. Speaking, speaking about the Dragons, <laughs> Volkman, uh, a signing that the Dragons got. Had a 
pre-existing shoulder injury, so the contract was ripped up. And well, uh, never fully existed. Yeah. Yeah. Although there's pictures his... of him in Dragon's training gear. Yeah. <laughs> so look, I've I've kept my ear on this. I've heard Funnily enough, uh, Andrew Webster, not the coach of the Warriors, the journalist, yeah. oh. <laughs> put out a um, good piece on this. Um, so his manager's the real fuck up of all of this because his manager um, agreed with the Warriors they signed the release before oh. having the contract ready and signed at the Dragons. So is he contract? Is he? He he went to he was training there as pretty much a free agent. <laughs> good God. Yeah, and they and they sort of went. He can barely pass a ball here. This doesn't look right. But somehow, dragons didn't put him through for a medical yet. The warrior said he just had a shoulder niggle. The physio checks his shoulder. If he says for some reason he says it feels like chocolate. That's got to be the weirdest way to describe a shoulder <laughs> I've ever heard. Hmm, chocolate. <laughs> then yeah, when they do their scans, um, the screws in his shoulder from a Rico from a year or two ago had come loose. Oh, so, damn. It, which apparently happened at December twelfth. He that he got a contact injury at the Warriors, and that was um yeah the niggling injury that the Warriors reported. Jesus. So it's a fuck up damn. all round. Dad, how's your opinions on Dragon's shambles? Because also another one of your signings. Yes, Corey I, I Allen. was going to mention that <laughs> on the exact same day. Yeah, ACL was it? Corey's ACL. Yeah, it's unfortunate that our two signings that we did over the off season. Happen to just injure themselves. Police yeah. on the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully we can bounce back. Bounce back. Sort our team out. Sort out what the fuck we're gonna do this year. Because did you buy well, that who's now Marsk? I think. Was yeah, it? Mar- Ben Marsk or whatever his yeah. name is. Or who's gonna be five eight now? It's either Flano it, or Jack Bird. Now nah, would be Flano. Widdop comes out of retirement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gareth, please. <laughs> I think it'll be Kyle Flanagan will be 5'8". Yeah, because it was only a week beforehand. Though, yeah. like, his dad came out and said, yeah, we've signed him as a hooker. Because yeah. <laughs> um, we've got the, that Connor Mulhazen coming through as a young hooker as well. So he will be yeah. hopefully 14. He played pretty well last year towards the end of the season. Mm. Yeah, it's unfortunate that Volkman had the niggling injury and got his contract torn up. But yeah. hopefully he can bounce back and... Fuck Bud Sullivan. Bud Sullivan looks good now. Tiger's cheering. Alatal Moan looks really good right now. But he's he's under good time. Hammer. Fucking, hammer. Hammer. Me hammer. He's under community bloody whatever whatever it is. Service, mate. Service. Service that's the one. <laughs> right. Moan Lawn's without pay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Shano will have you guys uh, ready to fire up for week with one peptides. with peptides. Uh, that's actually probably why the uh, Dragons players are getting injured because he can't use the peptides. <laughs> yeah. That's another story. But <laughs> there is a, for another week. a rule change that's only been announced today, which is uh, look, it's a, I think big ramifications on the on the sport in a in a whole in a general. Uh, the rule change is line dropouts that go out on the full or don't go ten meters will no longer be a penalty. Instead, you get to play the ball from ten in front. In, in the middle of the post. Uh, for me, I think this is just giving a lot more reward to going for short tens, which I don't think is uh, that good for the sport. Honestly, I don't know, but uh, eager to see what your opinions are, James. I liked how it was because it was like 
look, you can make this attempt, you could possibly get the ball back, or you could get absolutely penalised for it. They take your two points. But, and it, it forced players to have to think, like, you're down by six. All right, if we go for this short dropout, give the penalty away, now, then we're probably down by eight. So let's not use it this time. Let's kick long. But now it's there's no no. It's going to be short tens every every single time because <laughs> teams back himself better defending in their own ten than from twenty meters out. Yeah. Mm. So, like when you think back to um, was it Melbourne or Sharks or when you were giving away penalties all the time? Like Melbourne, it was, it was yeah, Melbourne. I think it was Melbourne and Sharks in the year Sharks won it, and you just backed your defense so much you didn't care about giving away penalties and stuff around the ruck. And uh, even recently, uh, Penrith's done it with um, the six again rule and allowed six agains and go, come on, keep coming. You'll drop the ball before we before we crack. Yeah. And now it's just going to add to that play. Yeah, Lucas, mate, uh, any opinions? Oh, look, I, I really, really hate the idea of the short 10 dropouts. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's the purist in me seeing it go 40, 40 plus metres and... Uh, you know, big Franklin Pele <laughs> r- running onto it. But I- I'm just not a real big fan of the 10-meter play of the balls, obviously because, you know, it, it, slow- it did slow down the game with the with the two-point conversion um, that is obviously taken all the time. Or, you know, in all honesty, the Tigers would lose every single one. You know, if it, if, if the Tigers tried a 10-meter dropout, it would either not go 10 or go out in the full. If a team tried it against us, they'd bat the ball back to themselves. Yeah. So <laughs> The other team would catch it yeah. and score a try. Yeah, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm not a fan of the 10-meter dropout. Um, I just want it to go back to how it used to be 10 years ago, mate. Go back Four to years normal. ago, even. The Walker brothers brought it in. Dan, mate, um, yeah, what do you think? It, I suppose it speeds up the game, like Lucas said, rather than going for the two points. But it, I suppose we'll see how it goes this year. Yeah, and see how it plays out. Very true. I'm sure Sharks will take advantage against the uh, bottom eight teams with that uh, new rule. But, uh, anyways, now we uh, we get into horse racing, and I know Lucas has been waiting the whole podcast to oh, talk yeah. about Storm Boy and his victory. Uh, we'll yeah. go over to you, mate. Fire away. <laughs> All right. So, guys, as as Brandon just said, the Magic Millions is probably the biggest race day in the Queensland racing calendar uh, other than Stradbroke Handicap Day. Uh, the Magic Millions is uh, restricted to horses purchased in the Magic Millions uh, week. So that's the lead up to the races and whatnot. There's about uh, seven to eight days worth of sales on and anyone, any horse bought there can run in the Magic Millions. Now, uh, this week in particular, there were some great performances um, so for one, I'll start with the, um, where is it? Where is it here? The sprint, the, uh, the magic millions snippets. Now this was won by King of Sparta, the dollar 55 favorite King of Sparta, who I'm sure all of us here have probably had a few Bob on in the past. Yep. Uh, he has won the last three years on this day on yeah. the magic millions day. He won, um, Obviously, the snippets this year. I'm pretty sure he won the snippets last year, and also the three-year-old guineas the year before. So, you know, come Magic Millions Day, you want to be backing yeah. King of Sparta. That would have been a good tip before him. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he jumped at his all fifty-five. Yeah. So, uh, did you boys have any have any bets at all on Saturday? Or not a winning one? Nope. Not a, a winning lot one. Of bets. Oh, I had um, your sorry. Remember, Sugar Ripper got a nice Sugar win, Ripper. and it won by a bus lane. Yeah, <laughs> 
I'll tell you what, just quickly on Shkripa, you watched it? Yeah, yeah, I watched so, it. So, about 500 out, I was so confident it yeah. wasn't funny. Everything else, they they weren't off the bit or anything like that, but they just didn't look comfortable. But Shkripa just cruised past everything. Absolutely flew by. And uh, that was one of many bets I actually won. I think, mate, I, I cleaned up, got about $300 back in returns. And I'm like, oh, mate, I had a great day. The only bet that didn't win, I'm sure we'll get into it soon, is the Magic Millions uh, three-year-olds. And that was uh, Christ Ayor. Yeah. Right, well, I'll, I'll, we'll get to that soon. But, oh, mate, that's, that's, uh, that's the only bet I didn't win, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, well, look. Um, look, Scripper now will look to the Oakley Plate Group 1 Handicap um, Sprint Race, which will be held at Caulfield. Uh, won by some great horses in the past, such as Uncommon James, Marabi. Old Marabi, if you remember her. Um, so, yeah, look, Scripper will look to go there towards the middle to end of February. Um, so I'm not sure if they'll just put her out for a week or two, give her a quick freshen up and then back in or have another lead-up run. But um, look, back to the Magic Millions now, boys. Storm Boy. Absolute monster. Beast. As I said, I gave it the M word, the moral word. <laughs> um, he didn't jump too well, but he must, he was mustered up by Adam Hieronymus, uh, went up to outside the leader, which I think was Mashani Ego, with Spywire and Highness, the two oh, Spywire, Highness, and Arabian Summer, the three next favorites in the market on his back. He had to do a lot of work. Um, Stormboy had to do a lot of work to get to the position he was in. They were all behind him. They had ample opportunity to run him down. There were horses coming from off speed all day. But as soon as they went into that straight, Stormboy dropped Mashani Ego. Then Arabian Summer, then Spywire. Highness came at him for about 150 meters, but by the 250, it was all over. Stormboy was pulling away again. Um, that was a ridiculous performance by Stormboy. Now, I've got. I was talking to Daniel O'Sullivan on Twitter, who is one of the. Um, who's the top racing guru. Um, the ratings guru in the country. And I'll just find out what, what he mentioned because he's, he's put something up and I've, and I've had to message him to quite understand what he said here. So for hang tight here. <clears throat> so this is Daniel O'Sullivan at TRB horse racing on Twitter. And what he said here is long story short, I hope the uh, camera just got James fucking missing his mouth <laughs> with the chin. That was fucking good, good watch. But yeah, <laughs> but long story short, storm boy, the two year old, ran a faster time in the Magic Millions race, the Magic Million two-year-olds race, than King of Sparta did Aye. in his race, right? <laughs> so a two-year-old running faster than an open group one slash group two wait for age sprinter. Now he said here, the most straightforward reference to understand why Stormboy rated up at the elite level <clears throat> um, in comparison to the clock um, by King of Sparta uh, he had a slightly faster race time, but a slower last 600. And the reason it's so significant, because it is extremely rare to see two-year-olds, especially at this time of year, match good older horses on the clock when you account for time and sectionals. He said, I've reviewed the past 10 years of Magic Million Race Day as a sanity, as a sanity check to Storm Boy's ratings, and the two-year-old's race has never come close to matching the older horses on the clock. Wow. <laughs> 
King of Sparta is a well above average older horse. He's run to about 101.2 in eight of his last 10 starts. He gave Star Patrol almost five kilos in the Group 2 Lewis, uh, Bobby Lewis sprint last spring and was beaten in a photo. He was 0.2 lengths off Rothfire at Wait for Age, 1.4 lengths off Think About It at Group 1 Wait for Age level in the Brisbane Carnival. And he also gave Uncommon James two kilos in an Oakley plate and finished one length behind. So what that means for Stormboy is Stormboy matched him on the clock and was 13 kilograms worse off in weight relative to the weight for age. So that's basically if he's running around, if um, the King of Sparta's running around at 57 kilos, because of his age, um, Stormboy, he'd have been running around at roughly 70. Yeah. Is, is yeah. what that's getting at. So even making subjective allowance for Stormboy being physically more mature and stronger than the average two-year-old at this time of year, he still has to rate significantly higher than King of Sparta, who ran a 100 rating. When the clock margin spread and the ratings of others behind him are factored into the mix, it would be conservative to rate him less than 105. So I've replied back to him and said, where does that put him in the top sprinters in the country? And he said to me, in the last 12 months... He's on par with every sprinter in the country except Imperatriz. Wow. Yeah. That is huge. Which is, for a two-year-old, is is absolutely ridiculous. Watch his space over the next two years. M-word, boys. Moral. Moral black book. Moral black book. Storm boy. (laughs) Yep, storm boy. So now, obviously, Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Bott, are are probably the most informed trainers in the country right now. Um, they won a few races there on Saturday, and it's it's pretty obvious if your horse goes to the front, it's got more of a chance than, of of winning. Yeah, yeah, it really does. So, um, yeah, look, guys, watch this space with Stormboy. They've got a hell of a lot of two year olds. The Waterhouse Bot Stable. They've got Shangri La Express. They've got Straight Charge. They've got uh, Espionage. They've got Stormboy. They might just dominate the Blue Diamond, the Golden Slipper. They just might dominate the Autumn Carnival two-year-old races, and I, I for one, can't wait to see it. But um, I'll leave that there for the horse racing this week, boys. Cheers. Yeah, uh, forgetting the the biggest race, the Magic oh. Millions free-year-old I... race. <laughs> Leachy's lock. I had to wait on the day. I think it was like an hour and a half It was delayed. disgraceful. There was Sydney Bowler, the second favorite, Scratch. That was the first reason uh, mm. we had to wait so long. Mm. Then the... The next one, uh, there was another horse that was scratched right before the race as well. I think it was paying huge money, but um, here I am thinking, oh, if the second favorite's fucking scratched, Chrysler was in here. For <laughs> here <I am>. <laughs> easy win here. But uh, little did I know, it was not an easy win, and my horse fucking shat the bed on the like the straight. <laughs> yeah, look, um, there's been a lot of a lot of talk about Chrysler. Um, the three-year-old guineas is always very hard to to bet in. Um, you know, I suppose when you look at a bounding's record, though, you'd think, oh, wow, why didn't I just pick that? Yeah. He had a couple of wins in a row, paying 11s. But, you know, usually when a Sydney trainer takes their horse up to Queensland, you know, our Sydney horses are better than Queensland horses. It's it's just that simple. It's just but, um, <laughs> Yeah, look, Sydney Bowler, yeah, got his leg uh, underneath the gate and... Um, 
yeah, it was was pretty bad for a bit. They weren't sure how well he was going to go, but um, John O'Shea came out the next day with an interview saying, "Look, he's all good and he's going to be uh, spelled for now, and they'll yeah. they'll come attack towards the um, end of the autumn carnival." It'll be our bowling in no time. It'll be our bowling. Maybe Great it, name, Sydney Bowling. Yeah, yeah, maybe we burst in the West Indies like, soon. <laughs> <laughs> I almost had it as my top bet, but I was like, I can't really go against Britain. <laughs> I, I was honestly going to go the same thing, but yeah. Look, boys, I, I genuinely think this week's horse racing multi is getting up. Yeah, this is it. that's this all is I'm saying. Week. We haven't picked any horses yet, but I'm feeling confident. Well, this yeah, week. I've got my bet in my head. In saying that, it is the couch commentator's best bets right now, and Lucas uh, Lucas Dan has already got here, so we may as well go to Dan right now and see what Alrighty. you got, mate. I'm going this week. I'm going Rose Hill, race four, race four, number eight, Stromboli, Stromboli, Stromboli. Came four dollars sixty, and his last start it came second. Second, so you think it's going one better this yeah, week? Yeah, it's going one better yeah. this time. <laughs> <laughs> gonna go one better. So beautiful. Look out for it. Watch this space. Dan's this gonna get space. his first win of the year. Bear call in. Uh, anyone else have their bet locked and loaded? No, or we're gonna have there? to do some study, call some people. Yeah. yeah, gonna have to do the form guide. Talk to Daniel at TBR Racing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just see what he what he likes to think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It's too easy. There's a couple we'll... of trainers I got to call. Just see yeah. what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Phone a friend. Yeah. Chris Waller won't answer my calls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, just what? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, we'll head to <laughs> Lucas for his top tip. G'day, punters. Lucas from the Couch Commentators Podcast here, coming at you today with my top tip for the weekend, looking to make it three wins in a row. Uh, this week, we're going to Rose Hill Race 7, number 7, Powerful Peg. Very promising run first up, and I think it will get the Chockeys for us this time second up. Once again, that is Race 7, number 7 at Rose Hill, Powerful Peg. Good luck, punters. Wow, beautiful. Yeah, and uh, now we'll head to Jim for his jam. Sup, punters. Uh, this week we are going to Flemington, race eight, number two, Dublin Journal. We've got Mark Zara on board. We've got uh, two wins in a row. We're looking for our third. We are paying a juicy $11 for the win and a bit over $3 for the place. So um, I'm going each way on this. So... That is Flemington, race eight, number two, each way. Damn. Damn. Well played, well played. <laughs> now, well, return serve. <laughs> return serve. Uh, Leachy's lock, looking to get the first bet up for the year. All right, Leachy's lock this week is race seven at Flemington, number three, Ray Magnerio. It's going three wins in a row. It's the favourite paying $3, and I think it'll make it four wins in a row. If any luck... Leachy's lock will go bang, hopefully, for the first win of the year, please. Well, I don't think you'll be doing it this time. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you've done well there. I think we, we could be onto something. Yeah. Why do you have to make it hard for me? Yeah. <laughs> you, you play, you, you couldn't play, just pick your bets right now. <laughs> you, you, you place these all together, I reckon um, there's a bit the of a multi, multi there. Yeah, multi. The place multi will get up, believe. Believe and, in the heart uh, of cards. Yeah, I think that's all for the podcast. Anyone got anything else? I just want to say, I just seen while I was looking for my bet, that um, the Panthers have been given their official WWE championship of two WWE superstars. So That was pretty cool. I did see that. Uh, it says undisputed on it, dog. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, in saying that, great podcast, lads. Um, we have got a new reaction video on our YouTube channel. So while you're here, gangbusters. just go watch it. It's uh, be linked in the description. NBA Dunks. So go watch that. And uh, yeah, 
Like, comment, subscribe, follow our social medias. We will see you next week.